by the way, there's like almost all of these questions are very long, like very long winded. So I'm going to try to like summarize certain ones. But yes. um, by the way, that's not a critique to, at you guys. We're no, just no, no, trying to boil it down. No, I just I just don't want you to get sick of my question reading voice. Yes. You know, it is drawl. Thank you. I'm trying to get through it fast. That's not a compliment. Please don't take it as one. Thank you. Don't take it as a compliment. Thank- it's, it's a very annoying voice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Thank you. I hate your positive affirmation. It's ruining <laughs> my ability ruining to get to you. Everything. I'm trying to neg you. I'm trying to get my goat. You can have all my goats. <laughs> Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Lima. And my name is Steve Green. I'm waving into the camera right now if you're watching this on the YouTubes. Yeah, but if you're not watching on YouTubes, you... I'm waving at you through the microphone you, just right so now. you know, he's waving at you. Waving at and I'm microphone. waving at you too. I'm waving at you so hard That's right mean. now. That's Don't do that. Uh, what? If you can't see that, she was just flipping you guys <laughs> no, off. I'm wasn't. just having you guys back. I was waving. I do that to Steve all the time. It means I love him. That's very true. That. Um, so today I'm very excited because we have so many questions that you have submitted that we will attempt to answer. Again, we are not professionals, professional advice givers, but if you want to hear our dumb opinions based on our life experiences, you've come to the right place. We are not good at advice, but what we are good at is trying to act like we are good at advice. Yes. We are excellent at acting like we are good at advice. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you ready for the first question? Hell you ready yeah. for the first advice we're about to give? I like the title of this one, so it's <laughs> it stuck out to me Here immediately. Here comes the advice. It's All coming right. at you. The, the title of this is, I think I might be a bitch. How do I not be one? <laughs> That's the best title. Good job. Um, so it's kind of long, but uh, I'll try to break it down. So, uh, hey, Nikki and Steve, if you keep me anonymous, that would be awesome. You got it, guy. Okay, but do you love the show? He does. Okay, well, okay, cool. Does he say? He doesn't. Oh, he what doesn't the hell? Say. He doesn't say he loves the show. Doesn't Skip it. Wow. Skip it. He doesn't even say. He don't care. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Anonymous guy. Awkward. I'm a 25 year old guy working on a PhD. And I've been recently thinking about my social life slash skills or lack thereof. This all started when I watched a JK News episode about the red flags in a relationship. Um, this was a quote unquote red flags. Uh, that a relationship uh, that people should watch out for. Damn, I'm botching this. In a relationship that people should watch out for, things like being too possessive slash needy, having the nice guys finish last mentality, (laughs) obsessing over the one girl in your head, not talking to women and then wondering, hmm, why aren't there any women in my life? Not having an opinion about anything in fear that it might contradict with what your crush might think. In the JK News episode, Steve brought up that uh, point that Guys that think like this slash act like this grow up to be rapists. Not an exact quote, just an idea he was trying to get across. That's crazy, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stand by those comments. The the thing is, I've I've had those thoughts. I've acted that way. I have a history of having that attitude slash behavior, but I don't want to anymore. And I definitely don't want to be a rapist slash bitch. Nice. I've never been in a relationship or date before. And after watching that JK episode, it makes sense why. I've got friends who are married and some who actually have kids, and I feel like I've regressed so much socially that I might end up taking a path so far removed from the ones my friends have. Nowadays, I'm more conscious of my behavior. If I catch myself thinking about a crush too much, I try to distract myself with other activities like drawing or playing outside. I don't think of myself as deserving her because I'm nice. This one especially, like, the fuck kind of thinking is that? Um, I realize that my wishy-washy behavior when it comes to being opinionated about anything stems from my fear of, Uh, quote unquote, if I say something she doesn't like, I'm going to lose my shot with her. In this fear, in turn, is just a manifestation of my lack of self-confidence because I truly, no matter how many times I would try to tell myself otherwise, don't think I could find a girl on my own. He's a fast learner. 
writing yeah he says writing that yeah he's very analytical yeah he says writing that fucking sucks because it's just oozes with weak ass bitch attitudeness no but, you're you're real you're realizing yeah it, he says it's it's me being honest but I just can't think myself out of being kind of weird or socially awkward. I don't think it's actually possible to just meditate in one's room for hours on end and achieve self-confidence. I think you actually have to fall off the bike a few times in real life around people to train yourself into thinking more highly of yourself. How does a 25-year-old dude in a PhD program get himself to into a social setting more often and train himself to be socially normal again? Bonus question if you have the time. Do you think it'd be wise for me to to maybe not date for like a year or something and just try socializing for the sake of socializing? Or would it actually help if I went out on dates? Thanks so much for listening to the absolute nonsense that was this email. Any advice is really appreciated. Whatever, Best regards, Anonymous. Nice, Anonymous. Whatever yeah. you could do to make make yourself uh, not sound like you're analyzing humans uh, would be, be helpful. And, and all I mean by that is at the end there, he's like, should I not date for a year and just go out and be sociable and see how that goes? Yeah, well, I okay, so I have some thoughts on that um, because I could see both ways going. Uh, the If you're just going to take a break from dating and go be social, I think that could build confidence if you're not ready yet to go on a date. Yes. You know, if you don't if you're not even sure if you can even have a conversation with a human being, then, yeah, I think you but should he's be in, in his social. head. But I don't think you should set a time for like. I will not date for a year so I can learn to become social. Yes, correct. I think it's more like I will, you know, just try socializing, see how conversations go, and then take it from there. Yeah, you're in your head, brother. I, I think um, I'm glad that I got through to you with that because that's why I use that language is so that the people listening who are that person goes, holy shit, I'm that person. And that's what I want to have happen. I want to break you free of that mentality because I've been there too, man. Like when I was a teenager, I was definitely there too. And I wish that I had somebody to tell me that shit. You but, wish that this was some shit that they told you? I don't know what that means, but yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so um, now what you need to do, since you're having this realization, now you can put the work in, which is you, you just have to try to um, not think about things when you're talking to people. You're, you're, it sounds to me like you're such an analytical person that when you're talking to someone, you freeze up because you're thinking so hard about how you're talking to someone instead yeah. of just listening to them, which is really you know, why I always say um, nice guys think that they get should get pussy because they're nice guys, like just because they're nice and yeah. that therefore I deserve a woman is so silly to me. And that's a similar mentality to like, um, uh, hey, I'm, I'm having a conversation with you um, I'm going to try to pretend to be something instead of just like listening to the con to, to you talking to me, Nikki. Yeah. And answering what you're saying. I'm thinking about what you might want me to think. Yeah, what you might want to, th what you might think is cool. So I'll make sure to say the exact right thing and that you're, you. You're dis disservicing them and you. Right. Because you know what? People don't just want people that think like them. No. In fact, I broke up with a guy because he just, uh, we only dated for like a month, but um, we went on a few dates and like, I would try to have an intellectual discussion with him about stuff and he would just ask me what I thought and then agree wholeheartedly with whatever I said. And it's not interesting. It's not interesting to like have someone that just reiterates the same points that you just made and like agree with you all the time. I love hearing Steve's opinion, especially when it's different than me. Me too. Because it's like, it's interesting. And if a girl's going to be like, oh, well, I don't like you because you have a different opinion or like you are you said something weird, then that's not someone you should date. Move on. Because the person that, that you're going to be happy with is someone that's going to think that you're interesting based on your own thoughts, not off of what you think they want to hear. Yes. Um, but, I mean, that being said, I feel like I've been guilty of this in social situations. Uh, 
not around I don't know, maybe not so much around guys that I had a crush on, but more like wanting to fit in with a group of girls, actually, like, you know, like around girl groups, because I felt like my interests were so different than what the typical girl liked, um, like that, at least the ones that I had met, um, that I didn't know how to fit in. I know they were all talking about pop culture or fashion or like stuff like that. And I had no idea how to like fit into those topics. So I would try to like do research before going. Oh shit. Yeah. I was super analytical like this guy where like I would try to actually research like current pop culture events and things that I knew that might come up in conversation just so like I could fit in with like their group and it was torture it was all all, like honestly I'd rather have no girlfriends than go through that again because the like if someone isn't going to be your friend because you like a different thing than them then you're not supposed to be friends you know what it shouldn't be this hard you know my grandpa always used to do is and my mom does this all the time too is they talk to the tv And, and there's something about that that I think is helpful for people where like with the TV saying something, instead of just sitting there and internalizing what you're hearing, they're talking back to the TV like, hey, no, I have an opinion too. I have a take on really? this. Really? Like, yeah. Can you give an example? My, oh, my, the old man we used to, I mean, you know, whatever the fuck is happening. It doesn't matter if it's the weather report. He's like, that's a bunch of bullshit. It's oh. 80 fucking seven here. Oh yeah, my it dad is, does that too. It's not 81. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and like, you know, for him, it's like. Yeah. He's he's trying to set the TV straight, but he knows he's not talking to anybody. But he's he's getting his feelings out there, and and maybe for you, anonymous, just watch, just listening to us right now, just talk back to us, dude. How do you actually feel right now? Like that's all a conversation is. Yeah, is you're, you're you're engaging back with somebody who's who's talking about something, and that doesn't mean you have to bump heads against us or create conflict. It just means that you you're giving your opinion. Maybe you think what I just said's full of shit, and well, you're like, that's full of shit. Also, like what helped me is like listening and then like asking questions that I'm actually curious about. If I have no idea what the subject is, right? Like, let's say you're talking to a girl and she's like, you're like, what do you like? And she's like, I like to watercolor, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like super passionate about it. Like asking questions that I'm actually curious about because it's like it's like finding something that you're actually interested in, not faking interest, but like something that you're actually interested in that they're saying. So like, oh, wow, how many how long did it take you to learn that or like how uh, how many um, colors did you have to pick to like find the perfect blah, blah, blah. And you're just asking an honest question about something that you don't know about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's no agenda. No. You're not trying to figure something out. You're just learning a new thing. And that's part of hosting and that's part of life. Yeah. Like, like you're an excellent host, by the way. thank you. Even on... on our rival show, like our competitor show, Hey Bitch, <laughs> our major competitor show. Yeah. No, but one Check thing that hey one thing that Nikki does really well, I I feel, is that she's able to um, hear hear something that's being said, and then she tries to translate it for the people listening who maybe don't understand that. And I try to do that all yeah, the time. Yeah, you do that as well. I try to do that. That's one of my biggest things that I I feel very strongly about is trying to make it relatable to whoever's listening, right? And that's all you should be trying to do in a conversation is trying to trying to understand where they're coming from and that and so don't worry about anything else you don't have to research or sit down with people you don't just, have to agree with people right just try to be figure out what your feelings are what your takes are and then take it from there and yeah. it's really not as hard as it sounds i know that this sounds easy for me because you're like oh steve's super extrovert and all this shit but i used to be you man i was and i was and i realized how much i didn't like to be that guy yeah after i broke him so 
you can do it too. Trust me. Yeah, I think accepting. I think self acceptance is a huge thing because, like, once I accepted how weird I was, or like how not weird. That's like not. No, I know what you mean. Not in a negative way, but like right. I accepted that I was different and I liked different things than other peers that I was talking to, and instead of trying to like constantly fit in and like give off you give off this vibe like you're trying too hard you know honestly and you're thirsty and stuff and like instead of that which i feel like you're paraphrasing as being a bitch you know yeah like that's exactly what that is is you're being too thirsty you're trying too hard to be something you're not just so that you can be liked or accepted you 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 have to feel like a bitch doing that because you're leaning so hard on the other person yeah that you don't trying to bend you don't have legs under you yeah yeah, dude, I remember for a particular memory, I was probably 14 years old. I had just been hanging out with this chick. She came over to me and my buddy's place, and we all watched a movie together or whatever. And then when she was leaving, I was like totally thinking I was going to get to kiss this chick or something. And then like she just hugged me and left. And I remember looking at the moon and being like, of course I have to pay. You know, shit like that. Really? Oh, sure. Because, and I didn't make a move. I yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? She came over. Watched a movie with us. She wasn't there for my friend. Yeah. Like, and I didn't do anything. But then I'm like, of course I have to pay. See what I'm saying? Like, that kind of person Mm. assumes that just because, like, you got her in the room or whatever, you're, it should all happen the way that you're imagining it should happen. Yeah. Well, what did you imagine? Like, she'd make the first move? I didn't know. I was, I was so young. You just were like, in the movies, they just kiss. Right. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? You think you're going to have a moment. You think you're looking into each other's eyes and all this shit. Yeah. But really, people are fucking awkward and they're like, okay, yeah, I'll see you. Hey, but nice talking I went to you. for the kiss after our first date. That's damn straight she did. Yeah. And I and I looked at the moon after and I was like, I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> you have to take, that's what I realized is like, if you want a moment to happen, you just have to take it. Like, take, yes. take the risk and then do it. Like, the worst that can happen is they're like, whoa, that was weird. You weirdo, you yes. freak. And yes. It's like, okay, well, if you thought that that was weird, I misread things completely and like, this isn't a good fit. And there's nothing wrong with it not being a good yeah. fit either, brother. So so we just took up a whole lot of time to respond to your question. You should be paying for this like an ad. <laughs> We're going to we send you a bill. We give such excellent non-professional advice. Yes. Thorough. We're very good at acting Thorough. like we give good advice. So... But now we got to go be relatable to somebody else, so we got to go, man. Yeah, we got to go. Um, also, I'm going to bill you. Um, with the, oh, by the way, there's like almost all of these questions are very long, like very long-winded. So I'm going to try to like summarize certain ones. But yes. um, by the way, that's not a critique to, at you guys. We're no, just no, trying no, to boil it down. No, I just I just don't want you to get sick of my question reading voice. Yes, you know it is drawl. Thank you. I'm it, trying to get through it fast. That's not a compliment. Please don't take it as one. Thank you. Don't take it as a compliment. Thank. It's, it's a very annoying voice. Thank you. <laughs> so sweet. Thank you. I hate your positive affirmation. It's ruining my ability <laughs> ruining to get to you. Everything. I'm trying to neg you. I'm trying to get my goat. You can have all my goats. <laughs> Thank you for taking them. Okay. This question is titled, Another Foolish Man. Love it already. Uh, this one's not too long. So I'll read it verbatim. But uh, hey, Nikki and Steve, I love the podcast and everything y'all do. Well, thank, thank you, you, God. Uh, is that so hard? Yo, just, 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 just give us a compliment. <laughs> just give will us ya? a little compliment. We uh. just we live for the crumbs. We're not getting a bunch, by the way. So oh, we get a fair amount. <laughs> well, but, but of a compliment? <laughs> yeah, but, but we live on it. Like we we, we need, need it feed, every day. Need I need it ourselves. like every thirty minutes. We need please. sustenance. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We need validation. All right. 
Please don't ever stop. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. Um, So my girlfriend and I have been together for almost two years and have been living together almost a whole year. I love her so much and want her to be the one I go through the journey of life with. However, recently we've been talking about kids and she feels like due to complications that she is unable to have children. She knows I want kids more than anything and I believe that because of this, she thinks that things would be better off if we separated, but there's no 100% proof that she can't. We've been arguing so much. We've been arguing so much since, and I just feel like it's because she'd prefer to end this because she thinks she can't give me the kids I want, which means this whole relationship is pointless. Talking to her about it has been so hard because sometimes I feel like we're talking different languages. I love this woman and want to keep this going, and don't want to accept that this woman can't be the mother of my children. But it just feels like she's given up. What do I do? It's becoming so hard lately, and I just want to make her happy. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Make her feel more secure. Yeah, and also. Um, I don't know if you're doing this, but it's not about you. Because if if a, if this woman really loves you, and this isn't just an excuse to break up with you, maybe she doesn't know how to break up with you or like whatever, but it, let's assume that she loves you just as much as you love her, and she really feels like she can't have kids due to complications, that's a really hard thing to process as like a woman. Like I know people that have had miscarriages, and it's a really hard thing when your biological purpose is like designed to have children and then you're told in some way that you might not be able to fulfill that and let's be real it's your purpose you know what i mean and, well especially That's if you, what women are for especially if you feel like you were if you like you always wanted to have kids and then that was like kind of taken away from you yeah, that's man. a really really hard thing for someone to go through and i know you said there's no it's not 100 percent proven that she can't have kids maybe definitely get that tested out first but maybe she doesn't want to get it tested because if it is 100% proven that it will confirm to her mm-hmm. that she's kind of broken in some way, in her own mind, she's not broken, and you know that, and she knows that, but like, or but she maybe, becomes inadequate. But she feels to her exactly, and she feels like, oh no, I can't give the person that I love the most the thing that they want the most, and that's, man, I I can't imagine. That's really fucking hard. It's hard. And so, um, when you're coming out or like you know solution based, a lot of guys. When, like, especially Always. Steve, when we're like in this thing, it is kind of like we're speaking different languages because I'm trying to process an emotion and he's trying to come up with logical solutions. Orbits. Yeah, or, or depending. Bits. Depending. Yeah. Thank you. But um, but yeah, you coming up with solutions like, hey, we can fix this. This could happen. Like, let's go over here and get tested and make sure we can have kids and blah blah blah. Isn't blah, this blah. great? We can we're actually through. get this figured out. Yeah. Like, well, why don't we solve the problem? And she's she's going. I don't. I'm not ready to face the problem. Right. Right, exactly. And she's and, trying to tell you that, but she doesn't know how. And so maybe to her, because it's so important to you and you're pushing it really hard, um, maybe she feels like separating is will make both situations more peaceful, you know, where she can go and figure this out and you'll be happy with, like, having kids with somebody. And maybe it's not what she wants, but maybe she's just, like, feeling very pressured and this is a lot of lot to take in and it's not clear to me does she like want kids Uh, it doesn't say it see it seems like he seems like he wants kids pretty bad and she's like hey if you want kids so bad like move on like i'm I'm not i'm not too clear and that's not i'm not saying that you worded it wrong or anything i'm just i think there's a little bit of info perhaps yeah true there's there's a lot of variables so you know it could be that she doesn't always adopt and if she was way down to raise kids with you you could do that yeah Like, like is there is there a desire on her part to raise kids it sounds to me, I don't know. Right, right. There is a lot of um, unknowns here because, I mean, depending on what the actual situation is, could go a couple different ways. So one, she could just not be interested. 
anymore maybe like trying to use this out yeah exactly like because in a year and a half two years that's kind of the make or break it point like where you kind of know if you're going to go on or not and so uh i don't know it's really hard to get out so maybe that could be something that you might want to consider but um if she is like really committed and into you in the relationship maybe just give her some space and if you love her man have her back bro yeah like you love her right so like even if this is the great goodbye and it's like hey this isn't going to work out supporting her because she biologically can't have children which is a tough thing to cope with is the move that Mm -hmm. is the move even if you guys are going to break up that having her back and not making her feel less because of this shit is tight right because he says i love this woman and want to keep this going and don't want don't want to accept that this woman can't be the mother of my children right but it feels like she's given up it's that I think that's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to accept that this is not the one that will get bear your children. Right. And maybe I don't know that if someone was like that and I already thought like maybe there was a chance that my body wasn't going to be able to have kids. And you were like, I can't accept that you won't be the mother of my children. I, that's I that makes me feel broken. I'm Jeff Goldblum on this <laughs> shit, dude. Like I will find a way. Yeah, because that because I pick you, you know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where. Uh, even if we couldn't have kids, I don't care. Right, right. Yeah. So you'd stay with me even if I couldn't have kids. Of course. It's not even a question. So it's not like you won't accept that I couldn't be the mother of your children. That's not even a conversation I would have. We've even been like, uh, when we hear about stories about uh, women dying in childbirth, Steve's been like, no kids, not worth it. Oh, (laughs) you're right. There's no way those little shits will give me any kind of uh, fulfillment that you give me. There's no way. Yeah. So, well, we don't know that for sure, but no, I do yeah. know that for sure. I already picked you ahead of them. Aw, I'm just saying, like, if my future kids are listening right now, I like her more than you. <laughs> and I stand by it. All right. Yeah. I'm undecided. I understand. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's such, such a shitty thing to say back. That's the best. Hey, um, look, if I if you already like me better than Franklin, which you've told me maybe twice, yeah. in our relationship, yeah, I'll, uh, that's pretty. Well, that, and, I got a and chance. The, the times that I've told you, it kind of. You kind of needed me to say oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I needed to hear it. Franklin's, I Franklin's my cat, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, see, wondering. Um, see, but thanks, yeah, this, thanks is, for a, translating this that. is a hard topic uh, to, you know, give actual advice on because there's so many variables and there's that's like a situation that's kind of tough and health issues are um, really hard. If on, you love her, you know? if you want her to be your, your life partner, you then will just fight accept, for her. Yeah. No matter what. Fight for her and accept whatever she might be going through. If you're... If you're a little bit halfway out because you want those kids to look like you and, and whoever your wife's going to be, yeah, man, then then you kind of know your answer already. And we love you anyway. Mm, like you mean if he's not in for adopting? Yeah, if he's not into it, like he wants to have kids that are like, like his, his kids genetics. and all that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because I don't think that adopted kids are your kids is well, what I was trying to say. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to that. all the adopted kids out there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We'll all give right. you a shout out because it's not like folks will. All right. Um, so I, I hope that helps. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's a uh, that's tough. Okay, the next one is. Is this a fun one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Of course. Oh, it's there's not. a cute little meme with a cat, and it says "Help." Hey, that's fun. That's cute. All, All right. right, we're down. So, hey, y'all, found you when you were first on JK News and fell in love with the both of you. Oh, we love you. Thank you. I'm probably going to send y'all a gift because, Zam, I'm a fan. <laughs> LOL. Anyway, <laughs> I'm mentally slash emotionally drained, like Nikki type of sad when she's sad. <laughs> 23-year-old white-collar worker from Toronto in need of life advice. 
Question one. What can I do when I barely have time for hobbies or a social life, but my job pays for the bills and a lot more? I really don't enjoy my job because it's emotionally and mentally draining. I cry almost every night and I've worked there for seven months. This would be a deal breaker for most, but this job pays so well compared to others for the same position that I'm reluctant to leave. For context, management sucks from team leads to higher ups and it's every woman for herself or you get yelled at by the director who is also happens to manage HR. So nowhere to complain since the company overlooks this issue. Borderline, if not already abusive treatment, i.e. swearing all over the place, calls at 10 p.m. to yell at people. Do I resign or push a few more years after I put a down payment for a place? Question two, I have a creative spark and I want to chase the blogger life. But because of the above, I have no energy and don't want to look at my laptop because I've looked at the laptop all day for work. Does this mean my passion isn't there? Since Sincerely, a girl teeter-tottering between money and mental health. Sorry if this email was too long, but I hope you answer. Perfect this was length. not Perfect too long. Length. Well worded. And has a wonderful kitty, kitten meme. Perfect use of memes. You and need to look on YouTube. Thank you for not using too big a words for my simple brain. Yeah. Appreciate it. Gracias. Uh, grassy ass, grassy I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so, man. Okay. So, you're in a job that pays really well, but you want to be creative. And you can't be creative after doing this job. What do you got? I already know. No, I want to hear yours first. You want her to quit? Hell yeah. Really? But you go first. I think you should stay in the job. Give it 30 (laughs) years. I'm like, And then in 30 years, after you paid off your mortgage, (laughs) go do whatever you want. (laughs) That's the American dream. 23, you'll be 53. That's still young. When you're 67, (laughs) go attack your dream as hard as you motherfucking can. Yes. Give it your all. Mm Mm-hmm. And love your body, you know, love oh, yourself. Oh, God, yeah. Post a bunch of booty pics. Yes. Please. Twerk. Yes. Send twerk. Twerk it. Send twerk shots out. Twerk uh, holograms, because by the time that time it'll be the future, and you could just, like, hologram yourself into a room. <laughs> I'm going to hologram all kinds of people with my twerking. Yep. Anyway, we've got an off subject. Um, so... I hope your, your, your premeditated answer was just about twerking. Yes, that was my answer. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, no, I, I I relate to this with waitressing. So waitressing um, in L.A. at the places that I was waitressing at it paid really good money. Like, and you'd always have cash on hand. Um, I guess not like really. I mean, define really good money. I mean, it was pretty pretty bomb. It was decent money for the that entry level type of job. Yeah. Um, and I always had cash, and. I was stressed out of my fucking mind and I would go home like I, work didn't just stay at work. I would go home and then I would be thinking about the ketchup I forgot to brought, bring to table nine and like and how oh like that makes sense why they didn't tip me that much because I forgot their water refill or whatever the fuck and I would go home and with me and I had at. dreams about it. I'd get yelled at. I'd get called in on my day off um, to talk about like some stupid problem that happened on one of my shifts or whatever. It was it was really draining really stressful and it took away from my creative time like the time where I was supposed to be spending not working there I was so drained from working that fucking job that yeah it was really hard to full force go creatively in the direction I wanted to go professionally as an actor and as a uh, stand-up and creative person Um, and that's by the way why I treat waiters and waitresses like shit right because I think it motivates them to go attack their dream a little harder yes and if I what if everyone was so nice to you guys I think you'd probably still be there waitressing right Uh, sure yeah maybe well here's the thing so I got laid off from this really fancy waitressing place I was at and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because um, even though I was really shook that I was like oh my god how am I gonna pay my bills 
I feel like because it, it because that door was closed, it left room open for other doors to open. I feel that like when you're using something as a placeholder where you're like, oh, I'll just do this until such and such happens. Um, like I know people that date that way where they're like, well, I'm just dating this guy until I meet the right guy. That's for sure. Yeah. And when you have a placeholder there, you're actually closed off to this other really great option out here. And you don't even realize that. It's like subconsciously you've closed yourself off to that. But when you free yourself and you're open to these other opportunities, you you actually get a lot more of them. And I don't, I can't predict your life. Like, let's say you quit your job and then you're, no opportunities come. You're like, why didn't Nikki tell me to quit her job, right. quit my job and stuff? I'm just saying that, like, even if you got a less stressful job that paid less, um, you're still able to take care of your bills and stuff. Um you, I think the creativity would open for you to be able to explore this other passion that you have and not be scared to look at the computer screen at the end of the day and actually get to see if this is a viable career path for you. Because right now you're unable to even explore that option because you're so stressed out from the job that you yeah. work every day. And by the way, no one needs that kind of toxicity in their life. Like a job should end when you stop working. Like it, when you go home for the day from work, they shouldn't be calling you at 10 p.m. Yeah, at night. but the big dick jobs don't do that, man. Well, like she's talking about real money here. Like she's talking probably six figures or some shit. Well, if it's six figures, because um, like I know Wall Street, a lot of those cats, they don't get a break. The other thing I was going to bring up was that I know people that stayed at that restaurant job that got handcuffed because they were like, "I'm making such good money, I can't like." They came here to be actors, but they're like, "I'm, I'm making such good money, I can't leave this for an audition or whatever." And so uh, they lost those opportunities. They ended up going on to become managers, and like um, some of them are like district whatevers, and they they make. Pretty good money, like 80K to um, mm -hmm. a six-figure type of income. But they're fucking miserable yeah, because they gave so up. So that's like, what I want to say is yeah. that, that I quit my job at this high-rise downtown. Talk about it a million times. Who cares? Point being, it was really stressful because I was about to start working at Maker Studios. They asked me to come on as a staff writer. And uh, I was basically like going to get way less money, right? But because it was in the space and a creative thing, I just took the fucking leap. Yeah. And that was the hardest thing to do. Like, it was hard because I, I I, was like, man, I'm going to get way less money. This is difficult. But ultimately, I'm so glad I did it. I like looking back on that decision. I'm like, thank God I did that shit. But, but you don't know in the moment. It's so fucking scary and daunting looking. I feel like there's this little voice in everyone and it's called your intuition. And a lot of people like to ignore it because um, we're in this in this society. We're praised for logic and yes. all of that stuff. They sword and, fight their intuition. And, and with these logic. are yeah. And these the, logic is an important skill to have. Like it's very good for structuring a plan, a game plan of action. Um, it's good analytic analyzing things and being able to use that data to improve yourself is very good to have. It's a very good skill. But you, it can't come at the expense of your intuition because I think people, some people pride themselves on the fact they made a logical choice, a safe choice yeah, over the risky, like, freedom Go choice, talk to your parents, man, if they're not, if they're not doing what they love. Th right. they, they say the same shit. Yeah. And I love them, but the whole argument of like, well, it's, you know, you got to take care of uh, this before you take care of that yes. and all that shit, it, it keeps creative people from doing what they want to do it really does and the more that you do that the more that you justify it with all the logic and by the way the logic can be really solid like yeah you yes. got to pay bills you got to you know like you, you can save up you can make a down payment it's logic is really good at convincing you to deny your intuition but i think that if more people were in tune with listening to that little voice on, inside of them and actually like giving it some love like you don't i'm not saying quit your job today i'm saying like 
explore it. Being able to explore that, and then until you get to a place where you might want to take a leap of faith, because you're like, I'd, I'm 23, I'm young. If I fuck up now, I still, I still have so much life left yes. to fix it. Like, you know, I think in your 20s, fall on your fucking face. Like, that's the time to do that. You know, that's the time that you take those leaps of, of faith. And um, anyway, I'm never going to give you like the perfect advice because, you know, it's all about uh, it's everyone's whole thing is personal. I will and, give you perfect advice. Don't yeah. get a dog at 23. <laughs> Because it will restrict you from doing all kind of shit. Yeah. You have to worry about where the fucking dog is. And I can't go do a, a six-hour shoot because I got a dog at home. Don't do that shit. I did that shit. Don't do that shit. You're welcome. Don't get a dog. Thank you. Great advice. That's solid. Yeah. All right. Well, and, on and that also note, wait till you're 65 to, to accomplish your dreams because that'll be way more responsible. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Cool. And on that note, we are taking a break. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay, we're back. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. This episode is sponsored by your parents. Hey, uh, kid, uh, you should probably should be responsible out there. Um, don't, don't start doing nothing that we wouldn't do. Is that a quote? From and that has been uh, the parents? ad read from your parents. Yeah, there you go. Wonderful. What's a, is there a code or anything or no? It's just like, oh yeah, you use the code dad, uh, <laughs> and he'll give you a free advice all the time whether you want it or not. You use the code dad, yeah. and it's one hundred percent free. All right. Yeah, Hell I don't yeah. know how they make money on it. I don't think they do. I think that they're, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. All right. Well, thanks for sponsoring us, uh, your parents. Yeah. Um, okay. The next question is uh, it's titled I heart shit they don't tell you oh my god thank you thank, thank you, you. seriously you it's thank been you. seven minutes since I got validation thank you uh, hi Nikki and Steve I'm a big fan of your podcast oh my god thank you so much um, thanks for keeping me company on the way to work Steve and I have the same sense of humor so it's always glorious what about what the fuck what, a great what about man. what about me you're what a great a, man or woman we, what, I don't have the same sense of humor no well shit <laughs> you're doing hacky shit you're doing hacky puns well that's true I do like puns <laughs> but besides that I like uh, dark sarcasm humor anyway short do you, version do you how about you do some hey eat shit okay cool. um short version i would like any advice you have on one listening to my instincts instead of second guessing myself two being more proactive and confident in my own decisions three how to stop thinking that everyone is judging my life choices over the past couple of years my primary goal has been to work on my confidence both professionally and socially and i certainly feel like i've made some progress i'm not as shy as i was when i was in school and i feel like i'm becoming more open-minded however there are some things i feel like i need help with and i was hoping to get perspective from you guys one i have trouble committing to anything job relation etc the pressure of making ch a choice causes me to second guess everything and then i don't get anything done second guessing also causes me to keep ideas and opinions to myself even if i think 
if, if I know they're useful? Do you have any tips on being more assertive and decisive? Two, I have a very reactive personality. I don't prepare for situations. I deal with them as they happen and this gets me into trouble and I run into problems like a financial crisis. And lastly, I feel like these things are affecting my social life, whether it's my fr family, friends, or dating. I feel like my family is disappointed in me because I'm not as active in my decision making. I sometimes hide the truth about things I'm doing from my friends, even if they're things I enjoy and have been out of the dating scene for a while, again, because I don't want to disappoint the person I'm dating. Do you have any tips for just being myself and not worrying about everyone's opinions of me i appreciate you all taking the time to read this sorry for the long email keep doing what you're doing thank you in advance alexander r p.s i have read the subtle art of not giving a fuck and it has really helped me pps question for steve has nikki ever listened to eminem i don't think she's ever mentioned him on the podcast before i think not, she might like his music i'm not sure i think i've mentioned it a couple times i, I don't know when oh like that one we did where like i talked about how eminem remember. was my biggest influence oh, okay okay anyway um all right so there you go. Go ahead. Start it off. You need to make a list of really funny guy. And there might be a lot of dark humor ass jokes in there too. You're I want so I want a lot of I love, jokes. Can I say I like you jokes? I like <laughs> I'm you so jokes. So petty. Yeah. Um okay, my man Alex, I think you need to make a list of exactly who Alex is cuz I don't think you know. That's that's my take. Oh, true. I think true, that you should true. take a piece of paper and you should write down who you feel Alex is, but who you actually are. Don't be full of shit. Like, you know how you know how you know who you are. Well, he has the same sense of humor as Steve. Right, Green. so he knows that, right? So he already yeah. knows that, but not. So what else does he know about about Nikki Alex? Limo. That's correct. <laughs> he thinks that oh, puns are hack. He's right. a man of fine character. But fine they're taste. cool in, in rap songs, aren't they? They are actually. You yeah. you contextualize that for me in a successful way, but I don't remember what context you used it. Um, anyway, again, eat shit. Point being, yeah, I don't think you know who Alex is, and so I think that you're. Um, compensating perhaps in a lot of avenues because of that does that make sense yeah yeah it does um well i mean i think that that's a problem a lot of people have I think it's, so a, it's a very general um underlying issue for all the issues that he has but well there, there's a lot of points on that bullet list my man there is. So yeah. so can you can you cycle back through a couple of those yeah so um well because he reiterates them so uh he has trouble committing to anything like a job relationship. Uh, the pressure of making a choice causes him to second guess everything and then he doesn't get anything done. That uh, and, and also second guessing causes him to keep mm -hmm. ideas to himself. I can relate to that because I um, I commit to things but too hard. And so then it takes up all my time and then I don't have any time for anything. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm like being bad at my commitments because I'm so spread thin. Um when it comes to second guessing, there's almost nothing I've ever made that I'm completely 100% satisfied with. So yeah. if I waited and waited and waited to do something that I was 100% satisfied with, I would not have done anything. Yeah. The key is to just do. Yes. To, don't stop thinking so much. Yes. And just do. But then he also says that he does that because he gets himself into financial problems too, so he's impulsive. Well, he says he has a reactive personality. He doesn't okay. prepare for situations. He deals with them as they happen. So it's, what it sounds like is that you're like, you don't like making decisions. So you're like, oh, if I do this and that and then this and that. And then you get so like in your head about what to, what to do that you want to shut your brain off and then you do nothing. And then you didn't prepare for anything. Mm. So then you have this like financial crisis or you have like some other problem because you just didn't want to make a decision back here yeah um so i think you nailed it i think it would help you to write down what your goals are um at like just as you know yes. uh, maybe make two lists make a list of who alex is oh that's part of and who what, alex is what, what alex, alex wants. goals yeah, are yeah, yeah, right yeah, for sure. and and when you're making your decisions what decision 
uh, matches up best to that goal? Like what's going to get you to that goal fastest? I know it sounds really simple, but a lot of people don't like take the time to really think about it that way. You know, yeah. and like, and I'm not talking about again, not logically. Like, well, I want the one that makes me rich. You know, like yeah. I'm talking about what's the one that makes your heart feel happy. You know, like totally. what's the one that like you get that little tingle of excitement when you think about doing. You know, not the. A lot of people just are like, well, I want to be really successful. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Dude, I was on JK News yesterday, and this chick's like, I want to be famous, and I'm like, good for you for just admitting it. <laughs> yeah, she but, was well, awesome. But a lot of people say that, and like you said at playlist one time, like. Yes. A lot of people, you asked who wants to be famous, everyone raises their hand, and then you're like, what do you want to be famous for? Yes. And nobody knows. Yes. Because the the value is put in the wrong place, my friend. You have to figure out what like makes you really fucking happy and excited to do, and then go about getting successful or famous or making money from that thing. Yes. Not the other way around. Not this thing makes a lot of money, so I'll try to develop passion for it. Don't do that. No, you get yelled at at work, like our chick. Yeah, like our chick. Anonymous. I don't know if she wanted mm -hmm. to be anonymous or not. Right. Yeah, but you know, you but, heard yeah. it. And if you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it again and rate us five stars. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You listen to it twice for free, but you give me five <laughs> stars? At least Thank five you. stars. Six if you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, that uh, making decisions alone is a skill you are going to have to have in life, no matter what the fuck you end up doing. I hate making decisions too. Until you get married, and then you make decisions as a unit. Or you make your wife make all the decisions, and then well, she stresses the fuck out, and she drinks wine every financial night. Financial decisions, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true. That's, that's, I volunteered for that one. You you wanted yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I think we're a pretty 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So... What was it? What were we talking about? Alex. <laughs> I don't even know. I was thinking about our bank statement. <laughs> oh, and the last thing is that these things are affecting his social life. Well, yeah, that's because it's affecting your self-confidence and ability to make decisions. Your self-confidence is going to come from your ability to solve problems. You are not solving any of your problems because you're not making any decisions. So You're not feeling any movement in your life, my friend. So when you're in social situations, you don't feel like you've accomplished things, so you feel guilty for being there. Right. And... Uh, and that sucks. And self-esteem. You know, he says that um, the second-guessing himself causes him to keep his ideas and opinions to his himself, even if they're useful. That's uh, that's because you're not confident. You in can second-guess an idea to death, man. Look around you. Go to a go to a movie. Watch the movie, and if it sucks, know that somebody out there made something that sucks. And they did it. They got it done. What did you do? You know what I'm saying? And that's all I mean by that. all I mean by that is that you can do it too. Like if if somebody else can make a shit movie, you can make a yeah. shit movie. If somebody else can go do a shit stand up set, you can do a shit you stand up know, the, set. And the one variable, at least you're getting shit done. The, the variable between those two people are that one has confidence. Like I've seen the shittiest actors get booked yes. constantly on TV shows. Go watch CW, bro. It's wall to wall shit actors. But they're except really for Emily confident. She's great. She's yeah, wonderful. yeah, she's really great. Is that CW? Yeah, I think it um, is. Well, yeah, so they, they have confidence. Like, I've seen really confident, mediocre actors book a lot of work because mm -hmm. they're very confident. Mm -hmm. And that, that translates. Like, people pick up on the vibe that you're putting out. So if you yourself believe in yourself and you think you're confident and stuff, then people will pick up on that. Uh, similarly, if you don't think very highly of yourself, you're putting out those vibes subconsciously too. And they're like, people won't be able to put their finger on why they can't trust you or don't like you but there's like that a uh, reason now like that you subconsciously put out there confident people who 
act like lizards in scenes. Book shit. Okay, how do I know that? Because there's this fucking show called Pretty Little Liars. And that guy, what is it? I don't even know what his name is. Chuck or something? Holy shit, brother. Human beings Chuck? are not lizards. Okay? They don't fucking move their heads like lizards. They don't talk like, hey, Nikki. So, like, where were you last Thursday? Well, that's very sexy when they do right, that. Yeah. I think they make those faces in the mirror and they're like, this is my sexiest face. I'm being really sexy and alluring <laughs> right now. It's like, oh, no, dude, you're actually just not even talking like a human being. Jesus. Like, if Pixar was trying to depict you, they wouldn't know what the fuck to do. The Pixar you. See? You like that? No, I don't. <laughs> so, th- But that's what that's all I'm saying, man. Like, like, other people who suck have done it. So what about you? Why can't you go up there and suck too? Yeah. Don't put all the pressure on you, man. It's You're putting all the weight on your shoulders. Give it's yourself be permission to suck. If my brother Nate is listening, you do this too, you little piece of shit. <laughs> you stop doing it. He's so good too. I know, but he gives himself no credit. He edited that uh, Sticky yeah. Show video that if you we wa- just If you go to my YouTube out. channel right now, if you're not on it already, um, and watch the Sticky Show video of Drunk, Stone, and Stupid, where we played Drunk, Stone, and Stupid while we were Drunk, Stoned, and Stupid. Nate edited that, and, and he did so a good. genius job. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. We're very happy. It's my favorite Sticky Show. Yes, but he... He needs. He's developing more and more. He is. We're confidence. proud of the boy, but I'm. But but that's all I'm saying is that I think that there's a lot of people in our lives who do this, and yeah. I think that it it's debilitating and it it stops forward movement. Yeah, I agree. Um, but once you get over that, man, you're gonna fly. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay, so we have one Nate's, more. Nate's Nate's starting to take off. Yeah, so I know. That's I, what I mean. It's been amazing seeing that journey because like. Um, he was like, you know, a guy in his shell and he's really like, I feel like coming to his own and it's really been really cool to he's see. He's a fan favorite. We're yeah. going to have to start cutting him from the show. I know. It's he's, getting ridiculous. He's more popular than us. Oh, you're right. Can't, can't, they, Nate, if you're can't watching this, compliments you're, than us. you're fucking fired. <laughs> You've never been more fired. Yeah. You're getting too many compliments. Yeah, it's, you know. You're using way too many napkins. you got to control your people, Nate. It's our show. All right. We got room for one more question. Okay. okay? And then uh, there's quite a few more other questions. So we're going to do another one. Don't worry. That's coming soon. Yep. Um, so last question of the day. Hi, Nikki. I really love your podcast with Steve. Oh, it's my podcast with oh, Steve. Oh, shit. <laughs> my, the tables have turned. I don't like it. And I get a lot of insights from the relationship advice you guys talk about in several podcasts. Can we talk about setting rules and boundaries in a relationship? For example, I'm not comfortable with my boyfriend hanging out with the opposite sex alone, so that's our rule. But other people might think we're weird. So can we talk about that, please? Thanks. A girl with a lot of problems. Uh, that's not a lot of problems. Well, maybe you have more problems. But this particular problem, I don't think it's a problem. Sounds like you got one problem. <laughs> and a bitch ain't one. <laughs> that's right. Um... I, uh, I don't find this that weird. No, it's not weird. Uh, if I was to hang out with a chick alone, in some, I wouldn't like in, it. In almost any context, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I had an ex that would do that, and I was trying to be chill girl cool about it, and like being like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't care. I'm like, so chill. Yeah. I'm so confident. And I'm like, really chill. Yeah, and I would hang out purposely with um, guys of the opposite, or not guys of the opposite, people of the yeah. opposite sex of me. Uh, I would hang out with guys yeah. to. But almost like spitefully, you know, just because like, well, he's going to do that and then I do this, you know. I'll make you jealous too. Yeah, yeah. But What he, a fun relationship. But the, yeah, it's not fun. And also, I don't think he really like would get jealous. So, um, and I wasn't jealous, by the way. It was more the fact that I didn't even feel like we got to hang out that much. And I'm a quality time love language person. So quality time is my number one thing. And I felt like... Um, 
we didn't get to hang out that much and then he's hanging out one-on-one with some other girl even if it's your friend i don't give a fuck who it is it could be your fucking mother if you're hanging out with your mother more than you're hanging out with me it really fucking sucks for me i used to um have girlfriends that i would not girlfriends actual girlfriends but like people that i girl who are girls that i talked to who are my friends on the phone and stuff and as soon as i got into a thing i just can't i couldn't do it anymore because it's like you have to respect your partner like it's just weird to it's like i'm on the phone with you for an hour and we're talking even if we're talking about like your life or whatever it's nothing weird it's still weird that you're doing that with somebody yeah who's not your person and um and if it's not like a mutual friend too because i mean if you were on the phone forever with like let's say tiff I wouldn't no, give a fuck because yeah. that's like we're really we're both the same amount of close with Tiff. Yes. I feel like. Yes. And so if she had a question specifically for you about her relationship, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, but like I think that going and hanging out with a person just for funsies, you know, they don't have a problem that you're like giving them advice for, but like they're just for funsies hanging out with you, going to lunch with your your significant other. I don't know. That's not. I even if your significant other is not doesn't have bad intentions, like they're not being tempted by this person. You don't know what that what the girls what the friend quote unquote friends intentions are. Right. Some people have. But for example, if I was agenda, if I was to go to dinner with Tiff, that's a little bit weird. That is weird. Right. Yeah. Like. like Nobody in our circle wouldn't think that that's weird. Yeah. Like everyone would go, that's strange. The only- Even though I know Tiff and I know her husband and I'm I'm really close with both. Yeah. It's just, it's just you don't put yourself in those situations where it's just weird. Totally. I think the only carve out would be business related stuff. So sure. like if you and Tiff got put on a project together and you had to organize um, a, like a brand deal or something like that, it would make so much sense that you would go to yeah. dinner and figure it out. Yeah. Um, that's but- like, remember when I was writing with Rebecca? Yeah. I used to yeah. go write with her. Totally. That's just me and her alone. No big deal. I know her husband. Who if cares? it's business- that's fine, but like funsies, not cool. Yeah, because I should have funsy times. Yeah, where's your funsy times? <laughs> I have funsy times, and if you want to have funsy times, you could have it with your guy friends. Exactly. I don't know why a girl has to give you funsy times. I agree with you. Yeah, I know. That's why we work together. Yeah. Because uh, oh yeah, that's that was my point that I was gonna circle back on is that I was made to feel weird about this mm-hmm. in my last relationship i was made to feel like i was being too judgmental or possessive or jealous or whatever and i wasn't even controlling i was like go ahead and do that but i feel like less than about it you know i i wouldn't stop someone from doing that it just makes me feel bad and i feel like if you were a partner that like cared about that that you would like respect so to answer your question out there your feelings are not they are valid. Yeah, they're not invalid. They're very valid. They're very valid. And I think they're pretty justified, too. And if your guy has a problem with it, you send him on over here, and we will set him straight. I don't know if the, her guy has a problem with it, either. Okay, it sounds chill, like, chill. Um, for example, I'm not comfortable with my boyfriend hanging out with the opposite sex alone, so that's our rule. That's their rule together. Oh, okay. But other people might think we are weird. I don't think you guys are weird. Nah. I think you should def... Send your first- guy over here anyway. We'll set him straight. <laughs> The first thing you should do in relationships is set rules and boundaries. Like if you guys want to have an open relationship, that is a boundary. It's a very much more open boundary, but it's still a boundary like there are still there's yeah, there's an agreement in place. There's something that you are both comfortable with. And if there's something that one person isn't comfortable with, there should be a boundary there. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe that's not maybe you're not compatible. Yeah. But I open relationships aren't for us, but that doesn't mean it's not for you. Right. And so you set your boundaries your way. Right. 
I firmly be- agree with setting boundaries. Yeah. And in friendships too. Like sometimes friendships can they can ask too much of you and I'm like, "Yo, I need to set a boundary here." Mm-hmm. There's only so much of me in the day. <laughs> but there's more ass than anything else, I will say. There's like 90% ass. Yeah. So there, then, there is a more of that to go around. Like really, I think. it's unfair. My torso has is like no torso. It's, it's like really a, too bad we don't have an open relationship because you have so much ass to go around. Truth. Oh. Truth. Well, maybe I'll get a reduction. There you go. <laughs> that <laughs> no, would really no, please yeah. me. Yeah, okay, that'd yeah. be great. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, that is the end of our questions today thank you so much for submitting them um if you have a question you would like us to answer or a topic in general you can always email us podcast at nikki.limo that's podcast at n-i-k-k-i.limo um we also have a hotline that's listed in the description below i don't have the number offhand but it's listed in the description so if you really want to call if you really want to share your voice with us you'll look it up if you have um, questions for us, please send them to podcast at Nikki Limo. I said that already. Yeah, but I, but a man's voice always is more authoritative, and oh, so I feel like they will, it will, I will reach them. Yeah, especially with the at Nikki Limo, it really tells them who's boss here. So please do yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, also rate us on helps um, a lot. You have iTunes? no idea. It helps so much. You it have really no idea. Please do it. it if you haven't done it and you've been listening to our show, come on, please just do it already. Or if you're on YouTube, you could just like it. And leave us a comment. Yes, that thank helps you. Also, thank you. Um, and final thoughts, Steve. My final thought. Uh, I met Paulie Shore yesterday. Oh, okay. I just wanted to brag about it. I've met him so many times. Yeah, I worked I on a movie to, with him. But I wanted to brag though. Now, why? Because none of be nobody listening has met Paulie Shore. How do you know? He's what? met a lot of people. Oh, Mark has. Well, well, I'm not talking to Mark. All right. <laughs> you know who hasn't? Probably Nate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nate, you probably hadn't even met Nate no Paul Shore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. So, are you telling us your final thought to tell people to meet Paul Shore? I think that you should meet Paul Shore. Yeah. Right. Um, whoever's listening, you should probably meet Paul Shore. That'll help a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my final thought is uh, an actual final thought which is to like stop fucking ignoring your intuition okay it's really important and i feel like over time it's gonna get so tiny and little that you're not even gonna be able to feel it or know it exists anymore and you'll completely deprave yourself of everything you could have been so it's important all right go listen to that intuition give it give it some time of day also your dreams can be accomplished literally anytime you said your final thought no your dreams can be accomplished literally anytime Polly shore so like let's say you wasted it. You want to be on Saturday Night Live one day? Well, you know, after you're 65, you've done it responsibly. Yeah. Go audition for Saturday Night Live. You'll, you'll do you'll great. kill it. You know, it's kind of fucked up they don't have anyone over 65. I think so, too. SNL? There's no representation. No representation. Where's the representation? Exactly. Exactly. That's our both final thought yep. is SNL should have more senior plus. citizens. Yeah. Please fix that. Thank you, Thank Lauren. You. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Michaels. Lauren. All right. He's the regular listener. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of this. And Lauren likes to talk to the radio, too. So he's in the car right now. He's like, okay, yeah, all right. And he's talking back to us. Yeah, he's talking Because you're, telling, us to, you're yeah. telling people to talk back to the podcast. Yep, he does. Yeah. Wonderful. I love that mental picture. Um, great. Well, thanks for listening slash watching. If you're looking on YouTube, you're a real one. A lot of dad pointing yeah, fingers really cool. at you right now. <laughs> yeah, you I'm did pointing it. fingers, yeah. pointing dad fingers at, at you. At least they're polite fingers. And, uh, and we'll we see you guys We'll talk to you later. Bye. And I'm going to say other celebrity names by the first name because it's really cool. What else? What else? Uh, George. That's not what? George who? Clooney. 
Okay. Yeah, you should all meet George Clooney. You should meet I do George agree with that as one. well. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.